Okay. Well, today we have Isabel Rosa from Maryland. <laughs> By the way, how's the weather in Maryland right now? Honestly, okay, this is actually funny because I'm I'm not actually in Maryland currently. Um, I'm in I'm in New York right now, but it's I'm most of the time in Maryland. I think apparently it's raining there. That's what my mom said, but <laughs> so. so so what are you doing in New York? Honestly, I mean, it's we I'm up here because we just shot uh, a music video, but um, we shot a music video and then we're doing we're just like a few things. There are people I want to say hi to, um, you know, there's just some stuff to do in New York. But honestly, it's like the same routine as I am in Maryland. We, I don't really the routine doesn't differ, but it's just if I'm if I'm up here, it's for like specific stuff. So now were you born and raised in Maryland? Yeah. Yeah. I was born and raised. I spend the majority of my time there. Um, but I, sometimes I kind of split time, but most of the time I'm in, I'm in Maryland. So, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, first of all, the people that are listening, I mean, this is going to be straight up music and, um, Isabel has a really cool background and the fact that it's very competitive in the music business right now. And she's making things happen. And that's what it's about. It's about doing it yourself today. So let me ask you this, Isabel. When, mm -hmm. you know, you grew up actually not really, you hated singing, basically, you said when you were a kid. So yeah. how did you find the love for singing? I think that honestly, it's like, you know, when my dad was a big jazz musician, or like, you know what I mean? He's very into jazz and you know, I think it was kind of like he always wanted like musicians as kids. So when my brother started on, we both started on piano and just, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss in this, but we both fucking hated it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and, uh, and then my brother found guitar and he like loved it. He, that was his thing. And then I feel like I kind of just like had a good voice and naturally fell into it, but it wasn't always... It was almost like what I did just because like by default and not what I was like hyper focused on at the time in terms of interest. So it almost like I was like, I, I don't know. I, it's like I don't want to go to fucking jazz jams and like watch a bunch of old jazz musicians play. You know what I mean? It was just kind of boring to me. But I think that once I found and I do love I really do love like jazz standards like I grew up on it and I really love them. Um, I feel like you grow to appreciate it more as you get older, you know what I mean? <laughs> but as like a seven-year-old I was like I don't care like what what am I doing here um but but as I've kind of gotten older I, I appreciate it more but as I found more like just honestly pop music I was like okay I can get behind this like <laughs> so that was that was really my my younger singing experience so you hated singing <laughs> what did you what did you do did you I mean what did you do to work on your vocal did you work with a a vocal coach did you just kind of learn naturally Honestly, I mean, it was, I never worked with any kind of vocal coach. I mean, I've done like a few voice lessons, but that was like, that's been as of the past couple of years, like here and there. Um, but I, I really just worked with my dad and it was honestly just me just singing myself. Like, I don't really have any formal training because I don't know, I think for whatever reason, they didn't want to like, you can, if you go in with the wrong teacher, when you're such a young kid, you can develop like bad habits that as an adult then it's really hard to get rid of um and so it was honestly really my dad teaching me um and and just 
singing by myself and then really just kind of figured it out. I don't know. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Developing bad habits. A lot of new singers today, they do develop some really bad habits. And that's because, as you mentioned, they're not working with the right coaches. In fact, they're working with vocal teachers that, that have a classical background, yeah. a theater background, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and like, there's a certain, and not to say that I actually like jazz style vocals, but there there's a certain style to them. And I think my dad really wanted me to not be like specifically influenced by a certain type of singing. So I didn't like, if I didn't want that as I got older, I just kind of like, you are, you take on like a natural way of singing just because it's your own vocal tone and, and whatnot. I don't really right. know what I sound like, but um, but um, he didn't want me to kind of like just t- pick up jazz style vocals just because that's what the the genre of music was. You know, he wanted me to kind of find out what my own style was. He kind of very taught me like just like hit the notes deliver it well you know it wasn't like a specific thing so and I appreciate that because not to say I don't like jazz vocals but they're you know you just, again you desert you um develop certain styles and it's hard to get rid of them as you get older so you're absolutely right now so your dad seems to be pretty accomplished <laughs> he um my dad is honestly I mean he doesn't like he's not like a full-time jazz musician he does it on the side just because he really enjoys it um and I think that he just really he just really wanted he really wanted kids or his kids to be in music um but but yeah I mean he's a he's a great he's plays saxophone and and piano and obviously he's he's a very very talented person um but he really just you know, I, I think that I didn't really pay attention to my voice as a kid, but um, I listened back to videos and I was like, oh, shit, I wasn't I wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> so he was like, I want to get her like singing as soon as possible. <laughs> so did you when you were a kid, I mean, were you involved in theater or anything like that? Um, I did like a couple like plays here and there, honestly, but I didn't even I think I did maybe one musical. I wasn't super into it. Honestly, I just my brother and I started writing together when we were when I was like 11 and he was in like six no he was I don't know he was however many three and a half years older than me so if I was like no he was 11 and I was like seven or something um and we started just writing songs together um and I kind of when he started taking on more of the writing, I wanted to do exactly what he did. So then I was like, I'm going to write songs. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be part of this. And then honestly, it just kind of went from there, but it wasn't anything like I was involved with like heavily involved in theater or anything like that. It was really just what we liked, you know? Now was your mom into music as well? She, uh, she comes from a very musical family. She's not as, I honestly think that she could be, it's like so incredible. I think if she developed it as a kid, but she never really was into it. Um, But she, uh, my, my, my family's, my, on my mom's side is Cuban. So she has a lot of like, it goes way back in terms of that. But, um, but she herself, she wasn't super, super into it. I mean, she's always, she's incredibly supportive and she loves she loves music, but she just wasn't involved in it as much. Now, you mentioned that you were raised in a steady diet of classic rock. <laughs> so what, what kind of classic rock bands were they that you really enjoyed? 
honestly i mean we're i mean we're talking like she was big van halen led zeppelin uh motley crew you know i'm trying to think of like uh rush who else there are, i mean so many um i i just grew up with so much she you know you she would do the thing where like uh we would play songs on aux or like they would come on in radio and she would be like no don't look at the artist like who tell me who the artist is based on what you're hearing <laughs> um but um but yeah I mean she's very into like like 80s 80s classic rock um which I thought was a very cool um but honestly I look back on it and I'm like this was so much cooler than I thought it was as a kid what the fuck like <laughs> so. so so what did you learn from those classic rock I mean you're 18 right they're they're classic yeah. bands are much you know different generation I mean yeah. what did you learn from those artists honestly I mean I think that it's such a bold genre of music and I think that I mean oddly enough our stuff doesn't pull that much from rock but I think that in terms of I mean you look back at, at some of these like just you know classic rock songs they're so incredibly well thought out and well written it's crazy like you wouldn't you don't necessarily think about it because it's not like pop as a genre but they're like pop songs if that makes sense like they're they're so incredibly thought out and well formatted and like very intentional um but they're also just so bold so I think that like that's definitely what that what I've taken away honestly I mean it, it's not really specific things it's just kind of like the fucking attitude <laughs> um you know you're right yeah I, I agree I mean definitely that genre was much more aggressive it was had a lot of attitude and very intentional and the musicianship was pretty amazing. It's incredible. I mean, when you think about like how, you know, they recorded things very differently then, you know, and, and you sure. think about all of the time and like how, you know, there's like no pitch correction on their vocals. And you're like, holy shit, that's insane. <laughs> you know, just the time and detail that it takes to get that shit right is, is crazy. So I have a lot of respect for that. So, but so you started really putting your thoughts together and started writing in 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 elementary and middle school, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, where did you draw the experiences in elementary and middle school? Like, how how did yeah? What, what kind of experiences did you draw from them? In just in terms of like it a musical or or i'm sorry I'm like well, well, well you start but didn't you start writing kind of when you were very young like yeah oddly enough i was um i was homeschooled from like second to seventh grade so mm -hmm. at the times where i you know started writing it was mainly with my brother and i did do i definitely did solo writing but a lot of it i just honestly enjoy writing with my brother more than i do on my own um but i don't know i think that we pulled a lot I'm trying to remember what I even wrote about what <laughs> I think it was very like it was almost darker stuff than the stuff I'm writing now it was more le less about like situations with people um and more like just stuff that I would read about honestly like I was very into reading and like fantasy and stuff like that and and I would just kind of make shit up honestly <laughs> Um, but, um, but I mean, it was cool though. I, I'm trying to remember what I, what I wrote about. We, we, oh my God, we wrote this song and this was honestly, this was mainly my brother's song, but it was just something that popped in my head, but it was called the passing of time, which is just how, about how, like, I have to pull up the lyrics, but that's pretty deep shit for 
for like, I don't know, Thomas being in like sixth grade or something like that. With, um, but so I don't know. It was more like grand things, if that makes any sense, which is odd because we were younger. But you know. so, so, so you, you were probably about like 10, 11 years old when you started writing songs. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And again, it was, it was largely with, with Thomas just because we, I really enjoyed writing with him. And honestly, at that point, like, oh, he's actually walking in right now. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that we, I mainly wrote when I was younger with, with Thomas, um, because I was kind of also just focused on like, I had other, oh, sorry, my phone like glitched out because it was on 10%. So but uh, yeah, I'm. I, can you see me? Okay. I can see you great. <laughs> Just gonna walk in the background. <laughs> hey, Thomas. Uh, there he is. How There's... are you guys? So, 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 so this is this is the dynamic duo. This is the dynamic. The, the Mick, the Mick Jagger and the Keith Richards. <laughs> He's oh, been yeah. getting that so who's, much recently. Who's, uh, who's Mick? Ja I guess you're Mick Jagger. Yeah, you're Mick Jagger. <laughs> I'm, I'm Mick Jagger. The <laughs> John Lennon um, and Paul McCartney. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll you know, any, any Beatles comparison, I'll take. Well, it, you, well know? you know, exactly. But yeah, it is true, though, right? Every great artist, there was a dynamic duo, right? Mm -hmm. I yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think it's helpful to just have ideas to to, to kind of like bounce off. You know, to be able to bounce ideas off somebody and you know have just honest opinions and also minds. validation almost like sometimes being like oh you know that that idea actually is good or, or no 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 we need to retract you know whatever you know what i mean it's like a, yeah yeah music is meant to be written together right i mean music is meant to be written with other people i believe yeah i think, I think it's i think it's depend or sorry tom no, 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 i think it's dependent on on almost like situation and and whether you like working by yourself or with other people more but i think that it i mean it, it really helps me to be able to like if i'm stuck on things or if you're stuck on things to be able to go to the someone else that you trust their opinion and then have them give you an honest opinion and and it makes it 10 times better and also just have two minds at it you know because there's shit that i wouldn't come up with that he would and vice versa so yeah i and find all, my, all of my favorite songs we do are the ones like that like we write <laughs> or ones we write together you know what i mean so and you write everything in your bedroom yeah yeah that is yep it's all in the annapolis in his room or my room or here or, or here. here or here but we, less so less here, here because here. we just don't spend as much time here but sometimes here but mainly mainly in the rooms in annapolis so you basically wrote a bunch of songs and you started dropping them on itunes yeah mm -hmm. i mean we we um used to drop music uh like a long time ago on on just itunes i think and then and then obviously like the recent the recent stuff starting with 16 candles was just on dsp so like spotify and apple music and all that stuff sorry you can you know you're good <laughs> um but um yeah it was really on and we used to release a lot of stuff on itunes like way like years and years ago but there he is again um but now but now it's just on like spotify i don't even know is it on itunes I, I guess iTunes still exists. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, yes. I mean, I, iTunes. Yeah, iTunes still is a a player. I mean, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, no. What, but, when I was in, I'm I'm 21 now, but when I was in high school, like throughout my high school years, we dropped a lot of we dropped a lot of music, and, yeah. and it was uh, it was a uh, it, it was we did it as a duo for a long time. Yeah, yeah. we were a band. 
yeah so you started out as a duo right la rosa yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god oh, yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we used to drop music there. So, so, so what, what, so basically you started out as a duo, but you ventured, but you dropped the duo and you ventured out as a, just a solo artist. Is there a reason why you made that move? Honestly, I mean, I, I think that the, the, the behind the scenes doesn't change. I mean, the process is right. the exact same as it was. Um, But I honestly think that it, in terms of, we weren't seeing at the time we it was like in the beginning of quarantine when we thought that that dropping stuff both his stuff and my stuff as solo stuff would be the best move because we didn't see any duos blowing up at the time like it was mm -hmm. all kind of like solo artists and like bands weren't really as big of a thing like um or on the rise at least um so i just think in terms of marketing it's better and it also allows for like we just i mean we do have different tastes some you know what I mean like we have individual sure. tastes. it allows both of us to do specifically what we would want to do without kind of having to like merge both of them mm -hmm. um so um yeah I mean that was really the reasoning but um but the creative process doesn't change yeah I think uh with duos I think it can confuse people it's harder for them to digest yeah yeah absolutely um and i think that i mean honestly i think that we'll probably start to see it, it the pendulum always swings both ways so i think that we'll probably see start to see like a rise of like bands and stuff like that sometime in the future but i think that generally it generally it's easier to di digest as like solo artists and there's also things that like i think that like on a like there's things that like sh that like isabel could say in songs that like almost work better as like one person like coming from one person mm -hmm. as opposed to like you know what I mean so there's like and this the same goes with my like there's stuff that I would say that Isabel wouldn't say I don't know it's just like anyway I'm gonna go but <laughs> great meeting no yeah it's great meeting you yeah absolutely so so basically so you were basically stuck at home I mean we're all stuck yeah. at home during the whole quarantine mm -hmm. so at that point you decided let's release stuff individually. And mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that you literally started posting on TikTok, right? And TikTok became popular during that whole lockdown. Yeah. Right? I think everyone's home and, you know, mm -hmm. so <clears throat> you mentioned that you mainly use TikTok to promote your music. And for about a year, you posted five to 10 and times a day. Yeah, no, it didn't do anything. <laughs> it was the most like, it's yeah I mean I think that honestly I was at the time where I had some stuff and I wanted to start dropping music I was getting kind of like antsy and I wanted to drop music but um you know my my now he's my A&R but before he was just like someone that Thomas knew um he was like don't don't just start dropping it or my brother's manager was like don't just start dropping music out of nowhere and it was very helpful of him to say this he was because i mean if i if i hadn't posted on tiktok i literally wouldn't have anything i mean there, there would be nothing um and he was like get something to move with one of the songs before you drop anything just at least have like one thing that moves like one video that moves and then you can drop something and i was like all right fair enough let me let me go try to do that so, and it just didn't work for like a long time. <laughs> um, and then, and then we kind of, it started to, we had one thing with like 16 candles and that got like a thousand free saves. And then it was kind of up and down until we hit haunted, which just like, you know. <laughs> how many, how many pre-saves did that, did your song get? 
haunt or oh the first one yeah uh the first ever song just got a thousand pre-saves um and then haunted got like eighteen thousand. um and i'm yours i don't even know i think it's like close to 25 which is crazy so when you were posting Mm -hmm. constantly on tiktok were you like just trying to like dissect an algorithm or were you just posting stuff that was meaningful to you honestly it was it was very much trying to just get the song to anybody you know it was i mean it was like it would i would make the same fucking video like like i would make the same video like with variations on text like five different times and then i would post them throughout the day to try to see which one if anything caught a little bit then like okay this was at a certain time and i did this specific thing and then i would take that and then work with that you know what i'm saying to like kind of revise what i had seen a little bit of success with and then just keep going like that i don't know but it was very frustrating but you got to do what you got to do totally so after literally a year of posting five to ten times a day not getting any traction not going viral not even close as you mentioned i mean so you drop a song you wrote a song called haunted right Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, that was a song that really did it for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I honestly, oh, sorry, what reason? Well, so so was it the song or was it the video that started getting the traction? Like, was it the song or was it the content that you were posting that bolstered the song? I think that it, it's a combination of both. I mean, the song, I think, regardless, there are certain songs that are just so reactive on the app. Like, they're just, you post one shitty video with it and it just goes for whatever reason like you could post the most amazing video with a song that doesn't translate and it won't do anything but if you have a song that just works for whatever reason like any video will blow up with it um but I do think that the video played a part in it because I think it really felt like the song and it also felt like what people wanted it was something about like a dark club like it was like this this song is made for dark clubs or something like that and then people were like yes (laughs) um so I think that both played a part in it and obviously the visuals are like incredibly important to me I mean that's like my I they're like my favorite thing um but so I think it's a combination of both but like with I'm yours it would be the most like random videos that would just do like hundreds of thousands of likes just because people like the song so I think this the song is probably the most important part but the visuals are also just so incredibly important if you don't promote something in the right way even if it's a great song or even if it could be reactive, it just won't work. So you wrote the song Haunted because you mm-hmm. wanted to write something that could be in the show Euphoria. Yeah, honestly. And my brother was the one who kind of honestly first came up with the idea. We wrote it together, but it's like I didn't I almost was kind of reluctant to tease it at first because I was like, this feels very different from my stuff. I don't know. I was just like a little bit hesitant about it. And then I posted a few videos with it. And then one just randomly went and I was like, oh, shit. Um, but it it also, for whatever reason, visually, it felt like I was a little bit kind of confused directionized because I love visuals are so, I love them so much. It's like my favorite thing in the whole world. But I was almost like a little bit I didn't fully have like the direction that I wanted and I didn't feel like I had a distinctive like character to my stuff, um, which was very frustrating. I mean, with Haunted, I feel like I just, it 
fell into a certain thing and I was like, oh, this feels like me. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, it just. You're cutting out your, you know what's going on? You're freezing a little bit. You're freezing. Oh, no. Let's see. There we go. Uh, are you freezing now? Yeah, you're still freezing Let a little bit. Let me turn bit. off my Wi-Fi. Sure. Is that better? You're still. At, yeah, that's better. Great. So there's no Wi-Fi in here. There, there you go. That's good. Good. Okay, that's good. I just turned off my Wi-Fi. Yeah, no, that's, it, that's great. It's always so weird. And this is what I love about podcasts. I love podcasts because it's so like, right? I mean, you write songs from the bedroom and uh, in the in the bedroom. And um, mm -hmm. and that's kind of why I love podcasting because people are doing it from anywhere. And um, it feels that it's real mm -hmm. to people, right? It's not feel like you're in this big studio yeah. and you're kind of getting this manufactured content. Like, right. Like, you know, kind of like camera on, like, you know, but no. Yeah, like, and like everything, like every, everything is packaged. You know, I'm not reading from a script here. And, um, you know, yeah. anyway, so now you, you mentioned, you know, obviously that song haunted, which again, that song was inspired because you felt like you wanted to, you know, you wanted to write something that could be in euphoria. You also mentioned that you, you actually liked kind of horror TV and film since you were a kid. So by the way, what were some of your favorite scary movies? Oh my God. I'm really trying to think. I mean, I've watched so many that like, I mean, a big, recently I've really liked, obviously it's huge right now, but X, the A24 movie X, I loved it. It's just visually so beautiful. I mean, I'm trying to think specifically, you know what movie that, I, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it scared the shit out of me as a kid was um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It mm. terrified me. I don't know why. My dad just like put movies on like that when I was a kid and I'm, that one got to me. Um, I watched Blair Witch Project, obviously. Um, why am I blanking on this so much? Uh, Hereditary is a great movie. Um, honestly, I mean, big, just like first season of Stranger Things specifically is just such a huge visual inspiration. That season is just so... I just, that season is so incredible, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that honestly, anything that feels kind of like dark East Coast, uh, you know, biking at night, like things like that, I, I, I really, really love. Also, I mean, it's not horror, but definitely love a lot of the visuals in the show Ozark, incredible. Um, but honestly, I have to, I gotta, I, every time that someone asks me what my favorite horror movies are, I completely forget every movie that I've ever watched. So I might have to get back to you on that one, but <laughs> I, no, do, I, get I do love them. I get it. It's like when someone asks you, like, you know, what are some of your favorite like, songs? I don't know what I, what I had for dinner last night. I don't know. <laughs> so now you also incorporate a lot of fashion into your, your content as well. So where did you develop the love for fashion? Um, honestly, I, I don't, I mean, I have thrifted a lot since I was, since I was a kid. Um, I think that I just love like vintage clothes, like especially obviously vintage leather jackets and stuff like that. I mean, honestly, I take, take inspiration from not as extreme, obviously, but, um, take inspiration from like seventies, eighties, uh, kind of harder fashion is very very cool um but honestly just thrifting and I think that with thrifting you there's so much stuff you kind of 
you tend to gravitate towards certain types of things and then and then you're like okay I like this I'm gonna go in this direction but I've gone through so many phases until I kind of found what I was like okay this really feels like something it's like the same thing with with the kind of visual aspect of the of the music before before Haunted I was like I don't really know what you know I've always loved vintage fashion I've always loved kind of 70s 80s you know again like harder fashion but I I didn't I was just kind of trying to like match the um the clothes I was wearing to exactly what the song was like Game Boy it's like that doesn't really feel like it just doesn't feel as much like me and so it kind of took me a little bit to find exactly what I what I really liked so but definitely I mean thrifting it's just like and Pinterest if I'm gonna be honest um so yeah so when Haunted started going on viral on TikTok, you didn't even finish the, you didn't just, <laughs> basic, basic, right. So, so, so the song went viral on TikTok. You didn't even finish writing the full song. No. So, so, so you basically just posted like a segment of that song on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was literally just the hook. And that was the only thing that was written. So after this like so how many seconds was that 15 20 seconds uh honestly i think the video that went that went was like seven seconds it was like a very short clip i mean the chorus of haunted is really just it's not too lyrically complicated um but yeah i mean it was like a seven second clip and then just the chorus like repeats if you're going to do the full one but it was really just a seven second clip and we were like oh my god people are going to kill me if i don't finish the song in the next two days so you so, know so you ultimately got i mean that song is almost that 16 million on spotify now were you thinking while you were finishing up that song where you're like we can't screw this up was that kind of going through your head definitely absolutely we were like oh we got it this has to be really good um because people and I think that's what people were saying they were like I I I I, they you know people always like to be like uh it's it's just one little clip like don't expect the rest of the song to be good we're like okay well well, let's make the rest of the song good but no it was definitely and and I'd also just you have to think about that but you also have to also kind of put it out of your mind because then it kind of it can you know hinder your ability to actually write honestly I don't know it can kind of like paralyze you a little bit so you just have to then actually just listen to the song and focus on what's best for it instead of being paying attention to what what people are saying and and go with what's best for the music itself yeah because ultimately when you're just kind of giving someone a a seven second portion of a song it's kind of like you're giving them a teaser but then people are now waiting for like, well, what does the full movie going to look like? How, what's that yeah, exactly. Happen? It's like a trailer, you know, then trailer. the movie has to be good, but you have to just focus on making the movie good instead of being like, oh, do we have to live up to what this trailer is, is what people have seen of the trailer. You just have to focus on making the movie good because that's the most important part. So that's, yeah, it was, it, it just, it just had to feel natural and, and it just kind of happened. I don't know. I honestly, at this point, I don't even remember writing half the songs. It's just, I'm like, it's like in ear one in one ear and out the other. But I can kind of, we, it's it's like the same situation every time. It's just us sitting in either my room or my brother's room, just like 
trying to figure out the lyrics. Um, so it's it's not too different every time. So then I have to be like, what was I thinking about when we were writing that? Um, but but yeah, I mean, it was it was it was honestly a very quick process, though. So you're you know musically sonically, um, you know you sonically, your music is kind of haunting, um, dark. <laughs> so where do how did how did you fall into that i mean again was it like you watching scary movies when you were young like how do you think you kind of fell into that kind of vibe mm -hmm. yeah i think that um honestly because my brother is my producer obviously um and i think that he i've always liked dark stuff i've always i mean we we were so into 21 pilots and that whole genre of stuff stuff we that's like our favorite stuff ever I mean I especially have always really really liked dark music but and for this one honestly it came out it came out of the Maryland winter which is generally pretty dark and shitty um and it, it we wanted something to feel like it was gonna it would be in in the new season of euphoria which at the time was was really big and that felt darker um so and I think that there were yeah, I think it just it just kind of I I would ask Thomas about the production because I, I don't know as much on that, but it, it almost is kind of something that we fell into more than more than anything. But um it honestly came out of the 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 shitty Maryland winter. It was very cold and we would take very long walks at night. So So you also got a lot of Spotify support. I mean, you were on like Pop Sauce, Pop Rising, Fresh Dance Pop, I mean really cool Spotify editorial playlist. So did that come following going viral on TikTok? Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Um, I had gotten some previous support from them with the other stuff, but it definitely, definitely ramped up. I mean, I think that if something moves, you know, on an outward, like if something's streaming really well and it's not already coming from those playlists then then they'll kind of go go with that but but it was i mean it was very cool to see i uh, it was crazy to get on especially pop rising was was nuts um so but it was there they are very much appreciated <laughs> but it was because because it all tracked from tiktok and it kind of all led to that so so what led to the signing of RCA? I mean, which, I mean, right, RCA is one of the most oldest music labels in town. I mean, they had like Elvis Presley. Which is crazy. I actually didn't know that. They had Elvis Presley? Yeah, Elvis Presley. What? That's crazy. I did not, I did not know that they had Elvis. I haven't gone back far enough to, I don't, that's crazy, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that as a result of, of Haunted going and uh, tracking and, and doing very well uh, on on because translating from TikTok to Spotify, I think that that then labels started to reach out um, and and we had my brother had known Jake Ottman, who is an A&R at RCA for a long time, but it wasn't something that it wasn't like a pre-planned thing, obviously. Um, it was never like it just moved and then they were interested in me because it moved and we sure we knew him and like you know what I mean it's it's a kind of like a it, it like who do you trust you know and and we we knew that we had someone there that we trusted um and, and I think that, that that was really it but but it wasn't like it wasn't like a thing where I was waiting to get signed it wasn't it was it was me working my ass off for like 
two years and then nothing never working and then suddenly it worked and then they were but but rca is great they're amazing i love my team um and i'm very obviously grateful that they they wanted to sign me so i mean yeah no that's great i mean obviously right i mean you're an artist whether you had a deal or not a deal would it make a difference in your life you would be doing the same thing yeah that you're doing right exactly absolutely oh absolutely i mean it, regardless of of anything you just you just keep moving i think that even if at some point you're never on a label or whatnot you just keep going i think that consistency is so important because i think that a lot of the times artists i don't know i just see it sometimes when when artists like have something do well and then they just kind of like back off a little bit and I'm like that's when you go <laughs> that's when you keep moving you just I think it's not and not everything's gonna go insanely viral not everything is gonna be insanely huge but just keeping moving is is I think so incredibly important regardless of whether you're any like this goes out to anybody regardless of whether you're on a label or not so so have you set out like these big goals for yourself like mm -hmm. I mean you're 18 and you're already, again, I mean, you, you're doing what a lot of artists want to do. And that's one, dropping music, releasing tracks, of course, going viral, which I mean, what I'm going viral, I mean, it's an overused term. It just means it's, you know, the world has reacted to what you're doing. That's what that means, yeah. viral, right? Yeah. So, you know, you, you're already, you know, you're partnered, you're partnered with a music label. So what have you kind of see, like, what are your ultimate goals? Like, what, what, what do you want out of the whole thing? Do you just want to create art and just impact people? Or do you see a bigger picture? Is there like a long-term plan? I mean, honestly, I think that, I mean, this just may be me, but I, I mean, both Thomas and I are kind of in it to win it. Um, but I also think we wouldn't do music. I mean, music is just like, I don't know what else I would do. Like, I, it's such a huge part of both of our lives that I'm, it's, we're both very competitive. Um, so I think that like, when we're going to do something, it's, we want to win but it wouldn't be music if we didn't love like I, I don't know what I would do without without creating you know music and and it's like the most it's like that is my life but I want to be the biggest artist in the world <laughs> so you know what I mean so it's 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 both it's like I want it's it's it might one of my favorite things ever is to see like I don't know how people people take the songs and like you know relate them to their own lives is just the craziest thing to me because I'm like oh this actually means something to someone um and that's I mean that's all I could could want but I think it's a balance like I want to do it and I want it to be fucking huge but I also wouldn't want it just to be that if it didn't really impact people you know it's it's a balance of the two I think it's like a fine line to walk kind of want to do it on your terms yeah exactly exactly but I mean it's it's all about the music, you know, it's all about the, the songs themselves and, and how, what they mean to people. And just because I don't know, it, it, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what else I do, honestly. I mean, it's like, so, you know, um, it's like now, the most thing now being that you're signed to a, a major music label, are you doing, are you doing the same thing that you always did or are you changing it up? No, honestly, I mean, I think that we're just going with 
regardless of the label it's it, we would be doing what we like at least I mean music wise and visual wise we would always stay you know I think that we were just talking about it recently it's like you know the the label wanted to sign you because you are a certain artist and then I think then if you sign to a label and then you kind of try to change who you are to kind of fit almost like a certain thing you know what I mean like being signed is like a certain thing I, I think that you definitely don't want to lose the character that, that people liked you in the beginning for. So I think that it's, it's, we would kind of be doing what we'd be doing anyways, but I, it's, and we are just also, I mean, we time up, it's very weird to me because I'm on RCA, but it's like Thomas and I do everything together. So I say we, but it's, I am on RCA. But Now, now your latest track that you just dropped is on yours, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now what inspired that song? Honestly, um, I think that I'm Yours was inspired, I mean, at least topically, um, you know, some personal stuff, but, uh, but, you know, I think it's just, it's almost, it's just about, it feels very suburban to me, which is just the environment that I'm in all the time, and it feels like liking someone, and you guys aren't dating and you know it's like this weird situation where you don't really know what to do but it, it just I mean it just feels it feels like you know someone picking you up at your like house in like the middle of the night you know what I mean but it, it just felt very specifically suburban to me um but at least topically that's what it kind of was inspired by now are you going to take the show on the road now <laughs> Oh, oh, in terms of tours? Yeah. I would love to tour. I mean, I, Tom, again, Thomas and I grew up performing, like, since I was, like, seven years old. So I, that's, like, the end goal is to tour. I mean, I think that I want to tour when it's, like, the right time for me because I don't just want to do shows just to do them. I want to do them if they're right. Um, and if we, you know what I mean? Like, I want to bring, I want to bring a lot of people out there. And I want them to be we did a show in New York in the spring and it was, it was great. It was really crazy to, we've done so many shitty shows. You've no idea, like just playing for like no one and like over the years. And it was very weird to, to have people like know the lyrics. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think that, I think tour is like, you know, towards the end goal. That's what you, that's what you want to do is to, to sell out shows um but i, now, I who would you who would you want to tour with like what 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 artist right now would make sense for you to tour with um i mean i would love i mean just in terms of artists that i i really like i mean uh, this is very grand scheme i don't know if they're touring or whatnot i would i mean Melly martinez i would love to tour with 21 pilots um i don't know billy eilish i mean just kind of those those artists I have to think about that more in depth but definitely definitely some of those because they just put on crazy shows I mean it's like you know they if you we went to a 21 pilots concert in like 2015 and that's like the best show I've ever been to that's that's what we want our shows to be like so um definitely definitely some of those artists but I'd have to think about it I think I have to think about it more specifically so going through this creative business this creative journey like mm -hmm. what was like maybe you maybe maybe you can remember maybe not like but one piece of advice you got someone that really impacted you like wow one piece of advice ah 
I think that this is something that my A&R actually has told me that has really stuck with me. Um, and he, this is a specific way to refer to it, but it's kind of odd. But so like, you know, when you, when you get something that moves and everybody's telling you, oh, you're amazing, oh, blah, 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 this, 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 like, don't, don't, he says, don't drink the Kool-Aid. So it's like, don't, don't listen to all the positive. So, cause if you believe everything that everyone says to hype you up all the time, then when it's not working and everyone's telling you that, you know what I mean? You have to believe both then. I think that you just have to keep like, I don't know. I think it just means like to keep just your head on your shoulders and just keep, you know, don't really intake both. Um, and I think that keep people around you that you trust uh, their opinion, but don't, you know, like, don't, don't drink the Kool-Aid. I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't, you know, listen to too, too much either side. Cause if you listen to all the hype, then you have to listen to all the shitty comments. So. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the biggest advice that I got that I think was very profound, you know, again, we are both in the creative industry where we're shipping out creative work is that as a creator, don't attach yourself to the outcome. So, yeah. because when you're worrying about the outcome, you're worrying about validation, that mm -hmm. just interferes with your creative work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And also too, we can't control the outcome. I mean, mm -hmm. ultimately we just, what we have to do is we have to create work and ship creative work that's meaningful to us. We have to show up. We have to be diligent about it. Mm -hmm. and whether the world embraces it or not is really out of our control. No, absolutely. It was, I completely agree. And I think that like, it, it's almost odd to me whenever a song comes out, I'm like, all right, well, it's not even like, I mean, I can do my best to promote it, but it's not even like in my hands anymore. Like whatever happens with it, it's not within my control. Um, and it's, I think that it's like, you know, things just, you don't know. I could not predict the shit that's happened. You know, I, I don't know. It's so unpredictable. And I think that if you just like, if you focus too much on like, obviously I have goals and I have things that I want sure. to in terms of success and, and whatnot, of course. But, um, but I think that if you, if you hyper-focus on those and if that's your, if, it, if I think, if, let me put it like, if that's the only thing that you care about, then it's, why are you doing it? You know, just find something else, you know, it doesn't, it, it, I think that, and I also think that people can see that in the music too. Cause I think that, you know, if, if all you're looking for is, is, is that then I, I don't know. I think sometimes think things can come off as just not genuine. Um, I think right. it's again, a balance of both, but I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're only looking for validation, then probably you, you probably need a, a more of a support group than than, yeah. than embarking on the creative journey. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, maybe you need to talk to someone. Right. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I completely agree. But I, yeah, it's 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 an odd thing. But I just think that um, my family keeps keeps us very very grounded, so we don't <laughs> we don't have to worry worry about that too much. Well, well Isabel, again. Um, hoping your your new song works out for you hoping that um just continue to like you know um just do do your thing and yeah. um you know you seem like you have a really good head on your shoulders and um yeah. you kind of got me inspired so it was amazing to talk to you thank you for having me on yeah it was and um i'm, I'm gonna have you back 
Okay. What when you're opening up for 21 pilots. That's what we're gonna have yeah. you back is when you're exactly. going to, Yeah, we're gonna be like, okay, now here we are. Okay. That, that's that's the milestone we're talking about. <laughs> you well, know, absolutely. But, but it's listen, been great to talk though. It, it is, but when you speak things, it's crazy how sometimes things can happen, right? So yeah, I was it's really it's weird sometimes. I don't know. So it, we talk about stuff and then it like happens, and I'm like, who is listening? Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, but it but but thank you so much, obviously, for, for yeah. having me. It's been it's been great to talk to you. So all right. Well well thanks, Isabel. And um as I said, we'll be in touch right before the tour exactly, the right before the tour. That's <laughs> we'll, we'll talk again. We'll recap. <laughs> all, right, all right, Isabel. Have a good one. All right, thank you. You too. All right, bye.